0: Welcome to episode 129 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schafer. I'm here, my co-host, Rudy. 2023 game of the year. How are you doing, Rudy?
1: I'm great, man. Happy New Year. We're officially in 2024. Sounds kind of weird to say that out loud, but yeah. <laughs> I had to type it today and it was weird. I know. I, was like, I had to write it on the board today. It felt so strange. <laughs> um, no, man, I'm good. You know, I just came off of a nice break. It was very enjoyable. Today was very hard to go back to work. So, yeah, I'm just uh, kind of dragging today. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to talk about some games we played this year. So
0: Yeah, no, I also obviously had to start work today and um, hated it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. I know that on another note, I know that a lot of people usually every year say this was one of the best years in game, whatever. But truly, this year, it was so hard to keep up with everything because the volume of not even there was a lot of games, but they also were high quality, so many high quality games, you know? So, so, I mean, I'll get into it now on what
0: you're talking because any other year we wouldn't have to do this, but what we have to do here is I'm going to list everything that I played in 2023, because even though my list is long, I wasn't able to actually touch everything. That's even game of the year worthy, which is (laughs) insane to think about. It's crazy. So, I'm going to list all the games here that I'm pulling okay. from to put okay. into my... What we're going to do is a top 10. We're going to start right. at 10. You say your 10, I say my 10. Ping back and forth, go all the right. way to one. Well, there are some games I just didn't get around to even though I badly wanted to. So because of that, I'm going to list everything that I played as well as yourself, and then we'll get into our actual like, top 10s okay. because there should be things... That could have been in my top 10 if I would have played it, you
1: know? Yeah, same. Same here.
0: All right. So here we go. I played this year, and this is the pool from what I'm throwing into my 10 Super Mario Wonder, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space Remake, Diablo 4, Starfield, Pikmin 4, Hogwarts Legacy, Hi Fi Rush, Armor Core 6, Fires Rubicon, Octopath Traveler 2, Star Ocean, The Second Story R, Super Mario RPG. Theatrhythm Final Borderline, Wild Hearts, Boulder's Gate 3, Wulong Fallen Dynasty, Mario Kart 1, Final Fantasy 16, Forza Motorsport, Sea of Stars, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon, Cocoon, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Chia, Suaka Game, Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Kirby's Return to Dream Land Deluxe, Warrior Wear Move It, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks a Hope and Bomb Rush Cyberpunk.
1: All right. I actually missed that. I don't know how I didn't write that down. Okay. Now, what's everything you pulled from here? Yeah, I actually like that we're mentioning what we played because, you know, some people probably be like, I can't believe you didn't put this at number. Yes. You know, top five. But yeah, that makes sense. Right. (laughs) So I played Dead Space, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Theater Rhythm, Final line, Chia, uh, Horizon and Forbidden West, The Burning Shores DLC armored Core Six, Telltale's The Expanse, Resident Evil Four Remake, Separate Ways, Cocoon, Super Mario Wonder, Super Mario RPG, Alan Wake Two, and Mario Rabbit: Sparks of Hope. Okay. I feel like there might be a a few others that I played, but I'll come to mind if any. Okay.
0: Now, how we're gonna treat this as well? I said a lot of this before the show, but I repeat to the audience: this episode's going to be fifty minutes to an hour long, and all we're doing is this segment right here of just our top 10 games. So what's going to go so long is because we may spend 10 minutes. If we want 15 minutes on a particular title, if we really so feel inclined to do so because I want to treat each one of these games as if somebody has yet to ever even play it and have this also just be a resource for people to find a game that they think they would enjoy after right. our discussion on it because explaining why it's in our top 10, but getting into the very nitty gritty on even what the game is and what it does and why we like it and the mechanics of it and everything, right? So sure. I think this can be pretty fun because so many episodes, even when we get to what we're watching, we're playing, I mean, we may get really into, you know, maybe when Zelda coming out, right? We may have gotten right. into that a lot, but like for the most part, We're talking about it. We're moving on maybe five minutes of title at most. But this, we're actually getting into the nitty gritties. So that being said, I don't know your top 10. You don't know my top 10. I have it saved on my phone, which is also my camera here. And I didn't think that. (laughs) So hold on. Let me uh, message this to (laughs) myself.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I have mine saved right on my phone too. And I I guess I will just put a disclaimer out there that although we did just say there were so many good games this year, just the way this year went, I mean, I didn't even finish a bunch of games on my list, you know, but I, I played them. um, I don't think that needs to be the case. This isn't
0: a, what is the best games this year of from a like objective viewpoint? I don't think that's what we're saying here. We're saying... Our favorites, right? So Mm -hmm. if something really moved you and made it in your top ten, and you happen to play two hours of it, but you had the best two hours of your life, who is anyone to say any different? Sure. This is what I'm getting at. So this is our like favorite games, not necessarily Mm -hmm. what we're saying is the best from some objective viewpoint, if that's even a possibility, you know. Agreed. But, yes, I could totally understand people having a million. Why is this your number three game and you didn't beat it? But, you know, hey, it's our show. They'll get over it. All right. So, Rudy. Yes, sir. Not only just tell me what number 10 is, but tell me about number 10.
1: Sure. (laughs) Okay. So, number 10 Going right along with what I just said, is Octopath Traveler 2. Now this game, I picked it up very recently just because of all the hype I had heard. I felt like this was a game that really flew under the radar and it seems like almost unfairly so. It seems like it's actually a really amazing game. I didn't actually play through the first one. I know we've talked about it. I know people had some issues with the first one. I thought the first one was a beautiful game. It looked, you know, it was fun to play from what I played, but it sounds like a lot of the issues start coming on later. So then we get this game, which if you're not familiar with it, is like the 2D HD style with like the pixel graphics, which by the way, let me just stop for a second and say when people sometimes say stuff like, well, you know, the pixel graphics, you know, the, to me, that's like, you know, I, I, I discount it right away. It just blows my mind because it's so beautiful. You know, it looks so nice, looks so good. But that being said, it's a 2D HD RPG, very much in the vein of like your classic JRPGs, you know, with... Uh, a lot of customization you know the random battles the story is really cool so far um and it has the whole branching you know eight different stories coming together which i hear this game handles it way better so i'm actually really excited about that and lastly i just i'm just excited to jump kind of the way i felt about when final fantasy 16 was coming out and the way we talked is how i actually feel about octopath 2 i feel like I'm going to get really immersed into this really huge RPG and have a great time with it. So yeah, so I put it at 10 only because I've only played for a few hours. I came to it so late. And so, you know, I didn't really want to push it too high up there, but I'm super excited, man. I, I, as you know, I mean, you played the first one and I I know you had your eye on this one, so I'm super excited to get into it, you know?
0: Yeah. uh, So I'll go ahead and say this did not make my top 10 only again. I just feel it's just because, there is games that I absolutely really liked, but yeah. I can't fit it into my top 10 sure. or else I would have sure. wanted to. <laughs> yep. And yep. being number 10 doesn't mean that it's uh, bad compared to the number two game. No, I, not at all. I, like, Again, so many fantastic titles. I'm having a hard time. Choosing which I want to throw into this tent. So, anyway, that being said, I really, really liked it. There is the pros, right? I guess we'll go into that. Is visuals, I think being, let's say, let's say production values being my favorite. Because not just visuals, but the audio is fantastic. Right, right, yes. From the soundtrack to the vocal work done, everything Very, very well done. And there's a lot of voice lines, right? It's not yeah, one it's of those good. deals to where, like, you talk to a bunch of people and oh, it's just yeah. <laughs> text. But then the the more major plot lines, those would be voice acted, right? I right. want to say the only thing that isn't really voice acting much is, like, random villagers in a town. Maybe those right. aren't voice, but pretty much everything else is. So... Yep. As you're going along with the story or talking to any major person, it's going to voice act it instead of just voice acting like a particular cutscene or something. Right. But this game is also great because so you got the great audio, the visuals, you know, like if you play triangle strategy to the first Octopath or whatever, like I feel they only just got better over time and just learned a lot from the previous game and just improved on like lighting effects um making the colors pop even more um doing more effects on screen without causing any stuttering or anything like that like the first octopath there would be instances even on switch and then you play octopath traveler 2 on switch to where like the first one, you may get a stutter if there's a bunch going on and that wouldn't happen in the second one, right? Or it could look a little more dull on the first game compared to the second, stuff like that. So the visuals and audio, all the production values are just 10 out of 10. This In this style, I mean, I don't... When you're just talking about a Super Nintendo-style Japanese RPG, this may be the prettiest in this style that just exist so there's that that well, needs to be said
1: yeah i don't have that much to compare it to because like i said i didn't see the first one through but the way people talk about this game it just it really gets me excited and i uh i want to see if i end up feeling the same you know i do really like the battle system i think it's actually really well done and uh, i mean it re- i feel they me learned of a game. lot
0: from what game
1: you loved previous was bravely was default too like they yeah, took they all of that it. and put it in here. Yep. You know? I yeah I think they definitely took some ideas from that, which I thought that was an excellent game. So I'm happy to see them do it, and I hope that it doesn't turn into a series that ends because it doesn't sell well enough or something. I hope it it continues if it if it um. You know, now, if, if it,
0: anyone never played Bravely Default, what makes it fun, and this game does the same thing, is the risk versus reward. Right, you could right. decide to well, let me not do such a strong move. I could do a times one normal attack. I could times it times two. I can times it by three or times by four, mm-hmm. right? But the very moment you do it, now your next attack, you're maybe on, you're on standby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So it plays with like, well, you know, these guys are kind of weak here. You might as well just max everything out with every character. Mm-hmm. But let's say you do all that with each person in your party, and they're not dead. Now you have a chance of one of your guys actually being dead from an enemy. That's not even that strong because you're on such a long cooldown before you can do anything again. Right. So even though you may start to feel cocky, you still always have to, you know, prepare yourself for an enemy that you may think is weaker than what it actually is. And you really have to, like, fill it out and you really have to strategize accordingly. And so that's what makes it fun is just the challenge of all of that. So, yep, yep, totally yeah.
1: agree. So, yep, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to spending more time with that one.
0: Um, and then the last point I just want to mention is the uh, stories. Just really good writing, really interesting story plots. I think it still suffers overall from... It's way better than the first game, but it still suffers from the first game a bit. It's still not perfect of, like... It still feels a little segmented bits, and it still doesn't, like, come together that great when it comes to characters from... You know, like, you have eight characters in total, and whenever they come together and they start talking, they talk more than what they did in the first game, but it's still not enough, and they still feel awkward like as if they're not in a party together going on an adventure together to where if the game didn't have segmented eight characters and you can kind of choose as you go which one you want to come into contact with first and you're just comparing it to any other jrp 16-bit or 32-bit japanese rpg from the past because you're uh, not mixing and matching characters they talk with each other a lot better so like okay. that's 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 still an issue in this game just not nearly as bad in the first game it was terrible at that and then the second one it's like it's better but still not there so i'll I'll say that
1: okay Um, anyway
0: all right that is Octopath traveler 2 um still highly recommend and Mm -hmm. my number 10s dead space remake
1: Mm, interesting okay i
0: wanted this to be higher it originally was higher Actually quite a lot higher And then every time I kept working at it Rearranging things it (laughs) Somehow made the bottom (laughs) But (laughs) regardless This game Any game in my top 10 If I was like reviewing them I feel they would just be 9 and above Like at this point They're they're all going to be up there Dead Space Remake Talk about incredible visuals I mean this may be one of the prettiest games To just ever come out I mean, in terms of uh, lighting alone of, like, really dark space. (laughs) Uh, No pun intended, but you're just in a dark room. And (laughs) the light that does bleed through, I mean, it looks so realistic. I I, I was constantly shocked at the lighting quality in this game.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm impressed at the way that they took a game that I've already played multiple times. And they added some new features. Some of the controls are different. Little little touches here and there that really made it a great experience again, you know? So I think they did a great job with that.
0: Yes. It's a lot scarier than um, the original game because they definitely, like, amped up the combat systems. It definitely made the enemies even harder to uh, kill. I was constantly just on the edge of my seat and um, just amped and um, i mean i'm not like scared like oh i don't know if i can keep like i don't know if i want to walk around this corner or not i'm more just scared in the sense of man this is so hard and i could die really quickly if i don't kill this thing right or uh, (laughs) oh my favorite parts in this whole game were the bits to where they messed with you on the original game didn't have this and this was an addition to where okay you could go with the light on right Or you could cut off the lights to be able to get to a special item or something, but now you won't be able to see all of these enemies that may, like, pop up to where it'd be a lot easier if you were able to, like, be in a more lit room, you know? But it's, like, that risk
1: first reward there. Right. I love the trade-off, and I think that's such a cool addition to it. You know, and even making those zero G sections way better c- to control. Yes. Cause I hated yes. those sections in the past. Even the section where you shoot the asteroids and they're coming at you. I just feel like they took every bad thing and they made it better. It sort of reminds me of like um, the wind waker HD remake where they kind of cut out some of the things that people didn't like so much, you know, it's like, yeah. Like the original similar. wind
0: waker, when you have to throw the hook shot, it's some weird, like six second yeah. to 10 second animation of it wrapping around or something. And then in HD, you just threw it and go like, yeah. yeah. And that's what yeah. they did with yeah. That Space Remake on so many aspects. They're just like, okay, what is the laundry list of things that people didn't like about it? And let's just fix every one of them. Like,
1: it was great. Yep. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. I, I really enjoyed that one. I thought they really nailed the scary atmosphere. It was fun to play. It was challenging, but it was great. A great remake, man. Really, really well done. So they even added to the story.
0: And what I was worried about is like, Oh god, is he going to talk a bunch and do this whole he's behind me, isn't he? Or right? some Marvel writing or something, but no, they they kept to the core of how the character actually is, but now he just, you know, gives a little more exposition when needed to do so. Right, so those calls when you talk to other crewmates, right? They used to just be like I don't know, maybe a line or two, and that's it. And then this, these are like genuine conversations back and forth, and you get a lot more invested into the characters. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. So they did a phenomenal job. I mean, this is exactly what a remake should do: is just, <laughs> just make it a better game in every way. So,
1: really, pretty much it. every sing- in every single way, it's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. I oh, see. What is your all number right. nine? Number nine, and again. <laughs> Another one I didn't finish because this year was so crazy. But Spider-Man Two, not only did I not finish, I just really didn't get that far. The bit I did play of it, um, I thought was pretty fun. But as we discussed in the past, it felt very much like the first one. Now, to be fair to the game, you know, I don't know what might change later on. Yeah. Um. So for me, so far, was I having fun playing it? Yeah, for sure was it really blowing me away yet no that's probably has to do with the fact that i haven't touched it in a while either because i've been playing other games you know so here's the thing spider-man one was awesome it was it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it I like i got obsessed with doing like the side missions and swinging around the city and all that and i feel very confident that i'll have a similar time i just hope that it will exceed you know what I what the experience I had the first time you know so I think 9 is a good spot for it because it's a little unremarkable but it's definitely a good game you know from what I've played thus far so
0: okay
1: yeah I don't really have too much to say on that one to be honest
0: I don't really have anything to say on it, so <laughs> I'll I'll pass I didn't even play it so yeah and my number 9 here is Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon as I keep thinking back on it even though I love the combat. I love the bosses. When you were complaining about like, yeah, but the story is just kind of like whatever. And Mm -hmm. I agree, but I was like, you know, but the game is so good and you can just skip it and Uh, who really cares. But in the end, I think maybe a better way to put it is... Because of that, when you go from mission to mission, one mission may be incredibly intense in what's going on, not just in the battles you're having, but in the overall premise of the game, to where then you'll get a mission to where it's like take out these 10 random enemies in a random little camp or something, and then it's kind of over. And it's like it felt very like the highs were really high, the lows were really low, and like, what was this random mission? Why even put this here? So,
1: yep, I totally agree. That ended up not really mattering in the long run. Uh, I think the game has does so many things so well. And to give a lot of credit to From Software that a lot of people thought that they could only do one type of game. You know, they wouldn't ever be good at doing another time kind of game. And clearly they proved this wrong here. You know, yeah. the customization. I remember I told you in the beginning, I was like, ah, I'm struggling a little bit with the customization. I don't really know what to get or what to do. Then things just started kind of naturally just making sense, and then you're buying this, you're buying that, and you can buy them for each side. You can buy, you know, specific parts for one side or the other. And then doing the inclusion of the arena battles, I thought was really good and really cool way to practice and get better and earn um, those chips that give you new abilities. And I don't know, man, they just nailed it. The gameplay was so good. It felt so good to control. Um, it was a good level of challenge as well, just like the other FromSoft games. And yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely a fan of Armored Core now. So whatever they do next, I'm definitely in.
0: From the start, you know, I was also like, yeah, I don't really like the customization though, but by the end, it's the best part of the, the game is the fact that you can go in there and like, okay, well, this build didn't work. Okay, let me try this and then run at it again, right? And that ends up becoming like one of the funnest aspects of the whole game is trying all of these different builds based off of the mission you're on or the boss you have to fight or any of that. So that ended up becoming really cool. Yeah. But yes, I mean, Armored Core, it's a mech action game. I mean, there's five prior, but they stopped. What, Armored Core 5? Was that PS2? I don't know for sure, honestly. 5? Okay, yeah. Let's say Armor Core 5 came out in 2012 on PS3 and
1: 360. Okay.
0: Okay. But uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. (laughs) But yes, it's just mech action game, but a lot of um, strategy involved, like we said, with just what build. Do you want to hold a sword in your left hand and a Gatlin gun in your right? Uh, Do you want to have two huge cannons that you're shooting at? Do you want your legs to just be like two legs? Do you want a spider legs so you can like traverse on the ground super quickly? Uh, but then maybe you're not that good in the air compared to right. something that you could be a lot faster, more agile and in, in the air compared to the ground. Um, there's a whole lot of thought to go into not only what you're fighting, but the environment that you're also fighting in so
1: yeah yeah and one thing i thought was really cool that they did was the inclusion later on of like the tank tread wheels or like the um like the i forgot what it was called where you have like the four legs and you can kind of float it's just so many cool different ways i'd watch videos of people doing boss fights and they were on the ground the whole time with a really light mech with um a sword and a little machine gun moving super fast and then i'd see others where they're just a tank, and they're blasting, them and they're moving slowly. I just love how how much variation there was, you know? Yep. That definitely made it a better game, so.
0: The bosses were definitely um, from Software's style, though, of just you're going to be running it back and back and back, and you really have to, like, try to um, just learn their patterns and sort of, like, figure out their weaknesses and all of that, so... Really enjoyed that one. Again, I would throw a solid nine out of it. I wouldn't go above that, yeah. but I would throw a solid nine at it. If
1: I, was I think to that's it. totally fair for that game. And I think they, like I said, they proved that they can do that. Now they have almost like two pillars, right? We'll get the Elden Ring DLC. They'll start working on their next major game, and then maybe somewhere in between, we'll get another Armored Core. Because not that it's you know easy to make a game like this by any means, but I feel like it probably would require a smaller team than their you know, their big title, you know, so. Yes, yes, yes. So
0: All right, cool. All right, what is your number eight? Number eight,
1: I put Cocoon. Okay,
0: so number eight is Cocoon for me as well,
1: so. Oh, perfect. (laughs) All right, so we can both talk about it here. So, Cocoon, wow, this game, something really cool and really special because, so just to describe to anyone who might not be familiar with it, when I first saw images of it, I I know you had shown, you had mentioned it to me when you first see images of it, it almost looks like a sort of like, um, God, I don't even describe it like a top down kind of like a isometric, like maybe like, like a little puzzler.
0: Um, hyper like drifter. Yeah. Or yeah. There you yeah.
1: go. Something like that. And so I, at first, I thought when we first saw the trailer for, it, I thought, okay, this will probably be a decent game, you know, but nothing, nothing that I'm going crazy over. And then I started playing it and I was like, wow, this game is actually really cool. Like I, of course I would never spoil anything cause it was such a cool experience, but it's very simple at first, right? You know, obviously in the trailer, they show you kind of going into this orb and zooming in think like an inception sort of thing, right? But as I'm sure both of us can say, as you get farther in the game, it starts getting really wild. It starts messing with your head in really interesting ways. But it's cool, though. It's like it's not unfair level of um, puzzle solving. I think, you know, would you agree with that? Not unfair.
0: I would say the only parts where I would go to borderline unfair would be you having to do a mechanic you didn't realize was even possible. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah, That happened to me twice in the game. I, One I, to I where you,
1: you had to, what, it.
0: Bounce off a platform but but spike it down. I didn't spike know I down. could yep. spike it down, right? I had so, a problem on
1: the same exact yeah. part and I, I don't know <laughs> how I was you cut. It's great because oh, it's the okay. best kind, what'd you say? You you cut out for about five seconds. Oh. So oh, oh okay. I was just saying that what I really like about this game the most is you know, a lot of people these days our age, you know, people are busy, you know, we still want to have our hobby of gaming, but you're really busy. So it's nice when you can have a nice digestible four to five hour game, right? That's really good. So to me, that's what Cocoon is. Cocoon is the perfect palate cleanser game, a game to play in between something else, you know, a good four to five hours, but it's so engaging. Like I didn't want to put it down. I think I beat it in like a day and a half or something. Like I just got obsessed with it. You know, the puzzles are great. They're really, really, um, Expertly done, and it makes sense because it's um, it was some of the people from wasn't it some people from Play Dead were working on this yeah. game too, or something like that? Yeah, so that totally makes sense to me, you know.
0: You play as a bug character and you go through this environment and eventually get a ball, right? And once you obtain this glossy ball, you can then go inside of the ball, and what it does is now you're inside of this ball's world, right? and which is very different from the world you were in prior right so once you go into the ball now you're gonna solve all these different puzzles so you can then access stuff or get items to where whenever you leave the ball you can then do the next things into the previous world you were in right Is sort of mm-hmm. the gimmick there but as you keep going you start to understand that what you thought was a completely different world ends up being somewhat connected, but in ways that you just could never predict. <laughs> it's, um, it's just, it, it really is. If you watch the movie Inception, it's just that, but even in Inception, I want to say they do an Inception inside of the Inception. Well, in this, the amount of layers of Inception are far beyond any medium has ever tried to touch because, Holy hell, this get complicated? Even if you just add two layers, it becomes incredibly complicated to handle. You have your just n- normal world that you start in. You have that one new world inside, and then you'll get into another world inside of that. Yeah. And um, everything starts to affect the other but you you're trying to wrap your mind around how why and what and it's that's why the game is so enjoyable because i'm not a puzzle guy at all i i, I always steer away from puzzle games because uh it was the same reason of me steering away from like a software game i was like it's just too hard i keep dying too many times this isn't fun and i eventually just have to learn to be like I just have to get over and keep pressing anyway because the reward ends up being worth it in the end. And uh, I have to just remind myself of that. But the reward of Cocoon is just how incredibly like mind twisting it is to where you're just like, your mind just keeps being constantly blown by how cool of things that you're presented on its inception layers of just, it's too, it's too cool to ignore. And no matter how, challenging it may be um you want to press forward because it's just too cool of a premise (laughs) and uh so that's what kept pushing me forward is just the wildness factor of the inceptions
1: so yeah yeah it it got to a crazy crazy point (laughs) where it it almost made me stop for a second like hold on a sec if i put the ball down and do this but i'm already in the ball it's like it really starts messing with you but i think they did it really really well um, and yeah,
0: yeah, you, you're not putting the controller down to figure out the next puzzle. You're putting the controller down because you're like, "What the hell did I just experience? That was wild!" <laughs> and you're yep. just trying to wrap yep. your mind around what's even happening. So, not not really even necessarily being stuck, but just in pause by how uh, floored you are on how weird it just got. So,
1: right, uh, right. really neat. Agreed. Okay, very very cool game that I almost missed, honestly so i'm glad i played it (laughs) so all right number seven since we both had cocoon do i just go again yep all right number seven i have hogwarts legacy i really really enjoyed this game now i will be completely objective for a second and say i think the game was a good game i don't think it was a great game but i love harry potter so much that it really elevated it for me i just loved how they nailed the world of it right i thought the There was a lot of little touches that you would only know if you've read the books or watched the movies. And I feel that they nailed those really, really well. They did the world really well. Only thing I obviously wish was in it was Quidditch, which was not. Yeah. The story was okay. It was like a forgettable story, but I just loved the world and the things you could do. Like some of the side stuff felt like kind of useless, like far cry style side missions that I didn't really care about the missions I did care about, but like the other things Mm -hmm. like doing the, um, the little, just the random stuff that I didn't care about. The little, like, question marks all over the world. Those side yeah. door sorts of quests. I didn't care about that. But, man, getting the spells, you know, um, flying your broom or exploring the castle. All that stuff I thought was fantastic.
0: Now, I will say with the side missions, yes, the actual um, story within those missions or what you're really doing isn't that necessarily interesting, but why I did so many was because of where I could end up in appreciating more of the Harry Potter world, right? So I purposely, like, it wasn't that the fact that I liked the story of the mission itself, but I liked where it took me. So I kept doing them for those reasons.
1: Yep. <clears throat> I was the same thing. The actual missions, I was all for it. But the other stuff had, yeah, didn't care. But um, but I'm excited to um, see what comes next. Because if the way that this first game did and the way it sold and the way, you know, the reception it got, I mean, God, they got to be working on something, you know, the next one, whatever comes next, you know? So I'm excited about that for sure.
0: So, you know, okay, we're into, um, okay, you like Harry Potter, and let's say you finally get to play a video game where you're in the Harry Potter world. Now, this takes place. Is it a thousand years or or a hundred or two hundred? I I forget the actual time frame. Yeah. No, I think it's a hundred. I think it's a hundred years because I want to say like there are some connecting characters to characters that are actually in Harry Potter, but it would be like maybe somebody's grandparents or something. So it would have to be a hundred years, right? For that to work. Or maybe it was like an ancestor and maybe it was a few hundred. I don't know. But uh, for example, Ron's family is is up in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yep.
0: So you really enjoy Harry Potter and you start this up. um, But let's say when you're watching the movies, you can only go along with the ride of what it wants to present you. Right. But the fact that you get to actually like be inside of one of the houses uh, by houses, I mean like, you know, yeah. Gryffindor or whatever, whatever, right? So like you right. start up in there, but you could just walk and stare at a single like bedpost in one of the bedrooms and the amount of attention to detail with the carvings on the bedpost or um, the incredible attention, attention to detail with it, everything, not just in that castle, but in the world as a whole. I don't know if I've seen such care and love put into a previous IP that then got translated into a video game. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. That's where I was blown away the most.
1: It's got to be one of the the best renditions of it. And, you know, that's the thing about it. It's like sometimes we get games, or at least in the past, for sure, we'd get licensed games that just sucked. They didn't do any justice, right? And over the years, we've seen them trying to – do you know do right by these these properties and they've been getting better and better i feel like hogwarts legacy they have so many things that i do 10 out of 10 in and others like the actual game itself there's parts where they slack in a little bit you know yeah the gameplay is where they slack um
0: it's not yeah. bad it's just okay but yeah, there's so many game. great gameplay games that were like when it's okay then you it's like right and, right but let's say spider-man right like spider-man great gameplay but it's not like when you're exploring new york you're going and expecting how greatly detailed a light post is like you can inspect a light post in hogwarts legacy and be blown away at its attention to detail you know or walk into a store in hogwarts and be blown away at every piece on the counter and how and in, in depth it is and uh like as if um, uh, they took a real object that somebody spent, you know, weeks if not months working on a particular jar, right? And then they just like uh, sort of scanned the object and somehow digitally put it into the game or something like that and showed off every attention to detail to that jar, but they're doing it to the whole world. It's Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, it's like, when you walk into a house in that game and you're paying attention to the curtains, to the desk, oh, to yeah. whatever objects, that's how it is with this Hogwarts, is just, like, the attention to detail to all of the objects and wood and statues and whatever, like, you know, if you played any Harry Potter game prior, you know, a bed's just gonna be just uh, a piece of wood that looks the exact same from beginning to end, and then post, whatever, but there's no, like, and grains into the wood you know i don't know <laughs> that's what i'm meaning but just to every aspect of uh when you go into the uh, town what is it called oh hogs yeah and mm. um i mean wow that's such a interesting town to explore and um i was just floored on its attention to detail and um it made that such a better experience for me because i can you know when i'm playing a game i don't you know, like, I like just walking around inspecting things and appreciating its, um, you know, like, care and love put into it. I, I'm totally fine doing that for hours if it's a world I enjoy being in. And so I really liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think it's a great start. <clears throat> and I think we're definitely going to get more games. And I can't wait. So.
0: Okay. My next tier. What number is this? Number seven. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, my number seven is Super Mario Wonder. I, I thought this was going to be higher. Again, I was like, ooh, it's number seven. But, I don't know. This is the best 2D Mario since Super Mario World, like I said on the show many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mainly because the only other one we got was New Super Mario Bros for many, many, many years. And, man, was I sick of it. I was like... After I finished that DS one, I was like, oh, that was fun. That was cool. But I wasn't like super blown away by it. I really enjoyed it. But it's like, okay, neat. And then we just got the same experience over and over and over and over and over again. For what? 10 years? 15 years? It's like ridiculous at this point. So we finally got a fresh 2D Mario experience again. And even when we got Mario Maker, it's just like, okay, well, there's... The previous Mario's and new Super Mario Bros. like theme. But again, we're not getting any new feel, any new wowness factor to it. And I think Wonder is a fantastic word to use for the title because it really is just you're constantly wowed by what you're seeing next, and what you're doing next. But not only are the visuals fantastic, this game, everything, the gameplay is 10 out of 10. I mean, this is, I mean, if someone were to argue this was the best feeling Mario, I don't it'd be hard to argue against it. I yeah, mean it feels fantastic. Yeah,
1: I agree. It'd be hard to go against that because it's it's so so well done. It's I feel there's still people who probably look at this and think, uh, oh, just another 2D Mario, but man, it, there couldn't be more wrong. It's it's got so much creativity and and just it's it's just such a good one, man. Such a good game. Yeah, yeah. You loved it. All right, very nice um my next one actually was mentioned already is dead space remake so we talked about this already but again just to reiterate i thought it was a remake done right um i feel like playing that for the first time for some people had to be an awesome experience i mean god i'm jealous of those people who that was their first time playing dead space so yeah i know we already talked about it but yep just wanted to mention it number six dead space
0: okay my number six star ocean the second story r Now, I have yet to mention this on the show. I mentioned that I was going to start it and I was really interested into it. But over Christmas break here, this was the game I played. (laughs) So I've put in about two weeks into it. um, About, I don't know how many hours, to be honest. I've been playing it a lot. That's a good question. I'm curious. I need to go in there and check. But I was very excited. So Octopath Traveler 2. I think nails that Super Nintendo aesthetic and making it really pretty. Well, what do you do when it comes to a PS1 Japanese RPG? Because now you're playing in a 3D space. Now, the original game was a 3D space, but pixels as the characters, right? So they did the same in this But everything is new. like they're not cleaning up the graphics. They're making it from scratch, but they're keeping 2D sprites, which they have to make 3D because you can turn the camera and walk in any direction. Right. So it's like a 2D sprite, but but 3D, I don't know. It's very, very weird. They're like flat. But when you turn, you still have to get every slight angle of them, but still 2D. So super cool just on the character things. I've never seen a game attempt this before of like 2D pixel work, but in a 3D environment. And it's, again, it's not them upping the res and and cleaning up the graphics. Everything started up from uh, scratch in its environment setup. Looks beautiful, but it's still, it's, It still holds that PlayStation 1 aesthetic and feels... You just feel at home. You feel like you're back playing on the PS1, but now it looks top tier. It doesn't feel like a different experience. You know, I love the... I love how... um, I've said it many times. I go between Super Nintendo and PS1 as my favorite console. If I have to pick, I land on PS1. And this game was one... If I, I guess if I was to pick like a top 10 JRPG on PS1, it's going to be up in there. The Star Ocean games, honestly, kind of a weak series. Like the Super Nintendo game's pretty good. The PS1 game is incredible. Always loved it. And then when it hit PS2, it, w- it went down and it's like, eh, it's okay. It's like a 7 or 8. But I always found this one to be 9, if not 10 out of 10, sort of JRPG. Love it a whole bunch. And... They did such a phenomenal job with this remake. Now, they ported it to PSP um, in the past. They also re released it on like PS4 because they ported some like PS1 games to PS4 a long time ago or something like that. So you could technically play the original game on your PS4 or PS5, but. I don't know. Whenever you do that, that is just sort of like cleaning up. It doesn't really age well and all that. You might as well just play the original on a PS1 if you can or through emulation or something. But this is finally like the ultimate form of this game. This is exactly what you should play if you want to play this game. All of the versions look so inferior to this and like Dead Space Remake, not only did they just improve the visuals, but they just touched every every fault that the game could have previously, they addressed. You know, like, there's no longer random encounters. You'll actually see them in the overworld map, and you can run into them, or you can choose to avoid them, which I've always liked. The combat plays like a Tales of series in this game. If you go back, let's say you play tells of symphonia where they, you know, they re-release that, for example, it feels right. dated and aged and it's like, okay, it was cool back on the GameCube, but it's like up a or down a, and you swipe up or swipe down and it feels really uh basic. And it's not, it, the combat's not that great compared to games nowadays, <laughs> you know, yeah. this game yeah. feels fantastic in its, in its combat. And not only did they just smooth everything out and make it feel better, they added a lot of layers to the combat to make it a lot more complex than the original game was. So I just super appreciate the love and attention to detail to this. And you can tell it was just made by people who care and care a lot. And um, I can't stop playing it. I'm in love with it. So (laughs) what I did is I was actually playing the Switch version. I kept getting so annoyed by the frame rate that i just said screw it bought it on steam started over again after being about let's say nine hours in and now i'm already like way further than ever was prior and because i playing smooth 60 with that with that combat oh it's wonderful and uh it looks so pretty and on the Switch version, the popping was terrible. When you're overworld map and you're just seeing like trees popping and out constantly, I was just like I was grossed out by that. The overworld map, the frame rate was all over the place. Anyway, so just getting a smooth sixty on the Steam Deck, visuals at the highest, running and looking amazing. This is such an incredible Steam Deck game as well. Perfect for That's the awesome. platform. So I absolutely love it. And uh, it is my number six.
1: Glad to hear. And and just before we move on to the next one, I always <clears throat> love close the door. I always love when not only do you get a good game, but a game that runs super well on the Steam Deck. I mean, that's like a, yeah. that's already <laughs> elevated. there's times where I literally decide to play a game because I know it it'll run well on Steam Deck. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Next up, we're in the top half now. I got Resident Evil Four Remake. Um, so another, <laughs> yes, another. Horror game remake, it's just, it was so, so well done that I couldn't not include it. Um, RE4, obviously a ton of people, that's their favorite one. For me, it, it might have been up there as well, um, but especially after this, I just feel like, I don't know, Capcom just did what they've been doing with all these other remakes. They just made it way better. They included everything again. They made some slight changes here and there with the, um, the characters, but overall, man, I just, it felt good to play, especially after Village, which I liked Village but it did remind me a lot of Resident Evil 4. Um, so to go back and play that uh, felt great. And it was cool to see characters like Ada or Krauser and see how they make them look, or even Leon. So yeah, man, I just thought it was super well done. And the Mercenaries came out later. That was another really fun thing that was added to it, um, plus the DLC. So right now I think that package is, is just such a great package um, to buy if you haven't played it yet. Which I have not.
0: So yes, that yep. it, it is it is not my top 10. Or even less I mm-hmm. played. But funny enough, I got Resident Evil 4 on Oculus because um, uh. I tried to play more of that Asgard's Wrath, you know, I was talking on, and uh-huh. I was just like feeling bad. I was like, man, there's got to be more to this, and I'm just not seeing it or whatever. And it got me being like, well, you know, what's another Quest VR game that a lot of people talk on? Oh, Resident Evil 4. So I play that, and I'm like, yeah, this is a way better game, <laughs> I, <laughs> especially in VR. It has to feel great. Like the the yeah. if the combat's not good in VR, what's even the point in putting it in VR? Like, right, I agree. But Resident Evil Four VR, holy crap, is that good?
1: Oh, that's awesome. I was awesome. blown away,
0: dude. And then so all all I've done is I just went to Mercenaries mode and I have yet to even actually go into the campaign yet, and i was just playing the hell out of Mercenaries VR. And having an absolute blast
1: Nice okay I've always heard good things so sounds like it um, it,
0: It's such a panic rush Because like you actually have to like Load the gun and You got to like legit aim You know (laughs) And I I'm having like when I shoot the pistol For example I have to straight up Like hold my wrist with my other hand Like I'm shooting a gun for real Because otherwise I'm too shaky and I'm not popping headshots, you know? So I got to, like, support my hand for real and really make sure I have a steady hand so I can pop off, you know, in this game. And um, because awesome. of that, I'm a lot slower, though. And, um, or, you know, pulled out the shotgun from your hip and blasting away people, you know, in the face. It's just, it's so great. So I, <laughs> it's sidestepping, but holy crap. I think that was... Um, one of the coolest VR
1: experiences I had. So I just had to mention. That's it. awesome. Very, very <laughs> cool. The game just will never lose relevance, it seems. Yeah. Because yeah, people yeah. all these years later still obsessed with it. So, yeah, that's my number. What was that? Five? Five, yeah. 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 To the top, you know.
0: Which is insane to me. Like Resident Evil 4 Remake, it being that could be game number five. I'm like, man, what a great year.
1: I know. Ser- seriously, <laughs> right? For, for, it, for it to only be five?
0: Yeah. 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 So. All right. My number five here, which, again, I thought would be higher. Um, Alan Wake 2 is my number five. Mm -hmm. So the highs are so high with this game. I thought this was going to be like I was debating putting this number one when I was making okay. the list, right? Okay. But I just kept thinking of so many flaws and so many gripes I have with this game. I do not like the combat. Like I am straight up yeah. at the point to where like the combat's not good. I mean, it's better than the first <laughs> in terms of combat, but that's not really saying much. And also in the first game, you had a lot, at least you've thought a lot more in what seemed like a little like cooler, um, not variety enemies but let's say the way they came at you and maybe like the environment you're in as you're ta- as you're taking off enemies um in this game it's just like here comes an enemy kill him here comes another kill him and
1: like you may right, do that right.
0: three or four times and then it's back to no combat and it's like well that
1: was kind of lame <laughs> yeah I'm pretty far into the game now <clears throat> I really really like it um, but I do agree with you that it's not even that I think the combat's bad. I think it's serviceable, but it's not good enough to justify them throwing so many enemies at you. Like to me, it would have been better if it was few and far between because the combat is not the strongest point. And it's just, it's just like stressful. Like they make it too crazy sometimes, you know? Uh, when all I want to do is learn more about the story, explore. I feel like, I like I, um, the boss battles and stuff. The boss battles are, are, cool. are cool. The yeah. boss battles are cool. Yeah. But I feel like I'm being punished for exploring, right? Yeah. You'll finish a mission <laughs> and then it'll say, oh, explore the flooded area. I guess the that's my problem, areas. right? Is I'm
0: trying to do that and I'm coming across some stupid guys. I'm wasting all my ammo.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. I, I could
0: totally just avoid them if I wanted to, right. but now they're just annoying. So it's That's like,
1: exactly the problem I have with it. and It's not even like I can permanently kill them. I feel like they always come back yeah, eventually yeah. to the same spot later. It's like, okay, let me go explore this area and maybe get some bullets, some health stuff, maybe something here. But then I am I use all my resources. So I'm like, you know what? I don't even bother with it anymore. I just run yeah. past enemies sometimes. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> even dealing with you, you know? So. Now,
0: that's really my biggest gripe with the game. Um, I can't really think of much more gripes because, holy... I'm so impressed by this game. It's so good, yeah. It's so hard to explain to people and people just kind of have to play it, but just know it's very trippy, very interesting story. Um, the fact that you can switch between the two at any point and it still somehow makes sense and still end up being incredible the whole way through, you could just play with one of the two and never even really switch except for the few instances where you just kind of have to, but it's not really that often where you would have to Right. Use switch and um and it still makes sense or you can switch constantly and it still makes sense because it's impressive because the layers go so deep and what's going on in its story and you can still do that is like pretty right pretty impressive visuals are fantastic it's just very trippy of like okay you'll be um in this really scary environment next thing you know you're in a TV studio. Next thing you know, you're at a you're in New York. I don't know. It's it it's messes with their head a lot in really really entertaining and really mind bending ways. And it's super impressive. Also, how it just blends real life with uh, gameplay.
1: I think they do that so yeah. well. I really have to give them credit on that.
0: I mean, no one no one has. This is the best of that, right? Yeah. Of blending, let's say, like when we were playing Final Fantasy 7, VII, 8, or 9, or whatever, and you have those cutscenes, and we were so impressed of it going from gameplay to cutscene and be like, whoa, that transition's great, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, you go back and it's definitely aged, but this is the ultimate version of that where. You're like, wait, is that even real? Is that fake? <laughs> Your question, and it's fantastic. So
1: <laughs> Yep, yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm I'm pretty far into it now. And I love the live action stuff compared with the just the game itself. I love the the mind place. I love the exploration. It's that stuff is all really good. So I gotta see how I feel by the end of it. But as of right now, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on my list as well. So awesome. All right. Let's see. Next up, I have Armor Core 6, which, again, another common one we have. Not yep. much more to say about it, but I really, really enjoyed this game. I started off liking it, and then I ended up loving it. Um, it just got better and better. And the, the better I got at controlling it, the more challenging the boss fights got. It just became the game that I just got obsessed with, you know? Super good. I already said my piece on it, but I'm super yeah. excited for whatever comes next, Armor Core 7 or whatever, whatever would be the next thing, you know? So, yeah, definitely hyped on that one. Number four here,
0: Pikmin four. Um, I'm shocked. I as I was making my top ten and moving things around, and then I'm like, uh, shuffling again. I spent probably too long, and I kept, you know, hours would go by, and I would go and look at the list again, and I'd be like, eh, let me move this and that. Anyway. I'm surprised that I settled on Pikmin 4 being better than Alan Wake 2. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I
0: did. Here I am because I'm telling you, Pikmin 4, okay. uh, Nintendo. It's it, it's just that Disney magic, which I'm kind of <laughs> over Disney at this point. You know what I mean? But it's just like how I felt when I was a kid watching the Disney movies, how I feel playing Pikmin 4, just awed on. it's It's just magical ability to just – Capture you and be so incredibly charming. sure but I mean The strategy is great I mean it, 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 um, I Super agree with this Being the best strategy game of the year With the, the, the game of year awards As well I okay. I'd say The biggest downfall of this game Is The ice pick I <laughs> I it's like the only Negative I could possibly think because It's a new type but with this ice It's okay it's cool uh, you can freeze enemies and you can just straight up shatter them and destroy them. But the whole game is based around gathering resources, even your enemies. So the fact that you destroy your enemies and they no longer can become a resource. Now it's just annoying uh, to use the Ice Pikmin because I'm only hurting myself if I end up using them against an enemy. So now I don't want to use them. And outside of using it for environmental puzzles, which are cool, I don't even want them a part of my repertoire, you know? And so, um, I I don't think that was a good move to actually destroy (laughs) you freezing something, um, because it really ends up killing a lot of the joy of resourcing things, which is the whole point of this game, so... I'd say other. I, that's the only weakness I have towards it. I, it looks fantastic, runs fantastic, uh, really charming little uh, plot. Everyone should go play that demo. It is definitely yeah. up there for free. Give it a shot. I'd say the beginning, like it has a strong start where it's not too tutorial heavy, but after the first like hour, even in the demo, the demo you get like four or five hours out of this thing. Well, the first hour or two is pretty great, but those were those three afterward just slams you with like two or three hours of tutorials on stuff you totally understand. And they're definitely catering a tutorial for a child can get a little like, okay, I get it, I get it. And then you have that weird little two or three hour hump there. And then it's just fantastic going forward. So I don't want to say it gets better after four hours because again, in the beginning, it's pretty great. It's just that little hump of hitting you with a bunch of tutorials or it's is a little bit. Gotcha. Those that's everything else I can say about it. Um, I, I love the glow pigment. I, I love being able to actually go out at night. I think that was really, really cool. The environments are far better than what they were in any game prior. Um, I think they've only gotten better with each iteration of this game. I can see some people thinking Pikmin three is better than four, but I don't know. That's personal preference. I think four is better. I've seen a few people say that, but I can't imagine somebody saying one or two is better. <laughs> but I think they Not definitely right. improved with each iteration and learned a lot of things. And it's it's that perfect blend of fun, being able to be super creative, having a super charming world to explore, day or night now. the My favorite part of the game is going into... Uh, you go into these underground sections. Pikmin 3 had where you could go underground for a bit, but it was kind of part of the level. These are like almost like a tunnel where it like pops the lid, you go in, and it's almost like levels that you're entering. So instead of being like over the map as a whole, you go inside of these levels and they could be three levels deep or five levels deep. And it get as you go down, it gets harder and harder and harder. And as your Pikmin die, you know, like you're four layers deep. And it's like, hey, you know, you can go back up through the top again and go get our Pikmin back and then go back to all the layers again or you can just sort of keep going. And that challenge of like, do I want to keep going? Do I want to revert back? Uh, I just, but those are my favorite parts in the game just because of how fun and cool those puzzles were in that underground as well as to challenge is at the highest point in those as well. Also, huge shout out to if you paid Pikmin 3, you played the Bingo battles, which are incredibly fun. Those are back, but they call them Dandora battles. And there's just a lot more layers to it now, more than the Bingo battles, and just a whole lot more fun. And super fun to play uh, local with friends as well. So oh, very I cool. Play those with my kid all the time, and we have a blast playing those Dandor- Dandora battles. So
1: I, uh, I definitely a game that's on my radar. I'm going to play it eventually. Yeah, I'll definitely get to it. But yeah, everything I've heard is really good. So glad to hear it's good. Okay. All right. Next up, I have a number three: Super Mario Wonder. Definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Again, we've already talked about it, but yeah. I just I can't stress enough how much more this game is than just a 2D Mario game. Because, for example, New Super Mario Bros. I think, especially compared to other games, is still a really good game, right? Yeah. But yeah. we were getting a little burnt out of the same formula. And they did not do that this time. They really switched it up. So please go play this game, if, especially uh, if you have reservations because you think it's the same thing. It totally is not, I promise you. Super now, good this game.
0: isn't why it's not the same thing, but it's just another layer on top of you're playing a level. The level is already fantastic <laughs> and way better and different than anything prior. But yet they're going to throw you basically acid and you're going to take it and the whole level is going to warp into some insanity and every time it's going to be something completely different you have to do from oh Now I'm this uh, shell with spikes on me, and I'm a crouch down and jump super high in the air and try to do some weird vertical platforming stuff. Now I can swim, but I'm in the clouds or something, or they throw such pure insanity, little challenges midway through the level. You get the seat at the end, you accomplish it, and you're back to playing the level like normal, which... The level like normal was already like incredible stuff. And then it just right. throws that at you. And it's just like, whoa, this is super cool. And then then they throw these challenges on the overworld map. They're like, man, that's that's the fun stuff right there. Or just how how much fun some of those challenges can become of just like you got to be pixel perfect on those platforming on some of that stuff. Cause you don't, you have no time to mess up and, uh, it's so much fun or just like music rhythm levels to just, you know, enemies singing at you, um, to figuring out, like trying to find all of the secret coins inside of a level can get really challenging of just yeah. how bizarre those secrets are. And, uh, I love it. I love it.
1: Yep. Totally agree. Definitely one of the best games of the year easily. Yep. Okay. All right. That
0: was your number three. All right. My number three goes to Hogwarts Legacy. We talked on it a bunch. That's my number three. I'm shocked I put it that high. But I really thought about just how much time I put into it. And the fact that I put over 70 hours into such a game – where its combat really wasn't that deep, just really proves on how much I also just care about a great atmosphere, and um, it's always the strong aspect of why I enjoy gaming is giving me such a cool world to explore. Is um, yeah, it's a really high point for me. So that's my number three,
1: Hogwarts Legacy. All right, very good. Yeah, definitely a solid game, man. Solid entry. Um, so number two for me is Alan Wake Two which admittedly i have not finished but i'm really far into it i'm very invested in it um i actually you know we talked about our complaints about it which i think are very similar i just feel like the rest of the game is so Mm -hmm. good that Mm -hmm. it really um elevates it for me and uh yeah i'm really probably the game that's the most on my mind right now really looking forward to seeing how it all ends um you know finishing these last few chapters and yeah i think it's a Really, really excellent game. Super good. One
0: more thing we didn't highlight here that I just need to reiterate that we've said previously on the show is it's not just the sequel to Alan Wake. It's the sequel to all Remedy games.
1: Yeah, That's insane, right? (laughs) Especially if you've played Control. It really, really... Yes, um, it
0: feels like Control 2 more than Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of Max Payne stuff even. I mean, anything they've made, thrown in here. Fantastic. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Okay. My number two. What do you think my number two is?
1: Number two. Well, obviously Zelda's got to be in there somewhere, but what else? I don't. I. Man. I. Wait. Once I
0: say it, you'll you'll bow
1: Oh, <laughs> maybe hi Fi Rush.
0: No, but man, that shit. uh, I I thought about it and it was having a hard time sticking in my 10 there. Anyway. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Don't don't tell me yet. Hold on. Let me try one more time. Okay. You're
0: not thinking. What did I play a ton this year and talk a lot on this year? Oh, oh, Starfield. Yes. (laughs) Starfield, number two. Um, I said enough on this show. Yeah, you said a lot about it. (laughs) <laughs> there's a whole episode. Uh, I, I think th- there's two episodes all on Starfield. <laughs> go uh, go watch those. I did one with Nate Bacon, who's in our Facebook group. Go join that as well. Find us the Inside Bite um, forum. And, man, uh, just – I – Const I mean it's in it's in mixed review status now on Steam. The amount of just pure disrespect I see on this game. And I don't (laughs) care. I'm gonna stand by it. I'll I'll be the the only one. I don't care. I love it. Um I understand all the complaints, and I even agree with them of like of you know what they may say of what they have a problem with and that actually being a problem. You know, like okay, um, You have to get these powers, right? So you'll constantly be going to like a a new planet, going to the same tower thing, doing this weird flying thing to get this power and you do the same cycle like 15 freaking times and it's like, all right, dude, I get it. This is actually pretty boring. I keep going to the same tower doing this same little float around, get the light, float around, get the light, float around, get the light. And then bam, swim through this ring. I get the power. And you do this like 15 times throughout the game. And it's like, okay, this is really corny and I don't get what's going on here. Uh, And the powers aren't even that good, right? So like, something like that, was just like, oh, oh, well, okay, now I can turn invisible for three seconds. And it's like, okay, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't there's just, too many good aspects of this game to sit there and focus on, like, the four or five things that I think, like, yeah, I would have fixed. I would have changed. um But I don't know, man. The stories and adventures that you go on in this game of not just the main quest, but also all of the faction quests, you know, like, I think mm-hmm. this is some of the best story and faction quest in any Elder Scrolls game or any Fallout game and those that always shine the brightest is like man those faction quests are fantastic i feel they're the best here in Starfield of just where they go where the story leads what you have to do um one of my favorites was if you ever seen the running man back in the 80s to where uh Arnold Schwarzenegger to where it's a TV show and uh they have to make it through all these challenges and get to the end so they can be free from um let's say they become a prisoner because they did something bad and they have the chance to redeem themselves by going through this game show of like uh fighting all of these people and coming out on the other end a lot so they actually like they reference the running man and starfield and have a whole quest line about that right so they get so creative in referencing all of these like from Battlestar Galactica to Star Wars to whatever. All these sci-fi and putting all these little, not just Easter eggs, but like straight up moments in gameplay that could actually go on for quite a while. And, uh, and references and I find them incredibly fun. And the, I think the game looks fantastic. There's some NPCs that look really rough. Sure. In towns, right. I'll give you that but i still think the game looks fantastic otherwise like and um i think uh and again really good at attention to detail which i've always appreciate when it comes to the environment so anyway yeah
1: all right very good all right and Um, then number
0: one
1: yeah i think we uh we both know what this is (laughs) when we're
0: it's it's both of our number ones which i was wondering I, i mean i First of all, I was wondering if you, you you would have thought I would have picked as my number one, and I was wondering if you were going to pick as my number one, but I don't
1: It's know. just – you know what it is. <laughs> is i I've played the game for like 50 hours, and I still have so much left to go, but it's just – you just can't compare to it. It's just so good. I, I, I don't – the time that I've spent with it, even though I haven't beaten it, I, it's just so – it's just on another level, and I just – I think it's the best like,
0: adventure that you can go on in a video game that has ever been created. Like, yeah, man. I, yeah, it's I, it it incredible. It blows my mind on you just being able to explore for hours and just be like, ooh, what's in this cave? And then being able to like bomb your way through it and find some amazing treasures or, or maybe uh, even like teleport up through the roof in this cave and pop up. To a secret item midway through the actual exterior of the cave, and you know you find this weird pocket somewhere in the cave where you find this awesome uh, sword. Or and the cool thing about it too, Breath of the Wild—they fixed my problem. Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, my, one of my biggest problems, is like okay, weapon degradation—they break. They lose, you never get it again. Man, that sucks, but you find so many new things. It's not that big of a deal and you can have that whole discussion. In the end, like I want a solution, but I don't know what the solution is because right. you need them to break because you've come across so many. How the hell are you supposed to even hold all of these or even mess with everything? Well, right. there's such easy, cool ways of like, okay, something's about to break. We'll fuse it with something else. Now, Now it's not about a break, right? Or you fused it with something else. Well, you can't fuse it again. Now it's about to break. What do you do? Well, I can go over instantly just fast travel to the Goron place, throw it up in one of those like what octopus dudes. And they repair it for me. I don't know. (laughs) There seems to be a solution to uh, so many
1: things. They really thought of everything. Like I said, I'm like 50 hours in and I still feel like I have so much left to go. I have three major dungeons left. I have a ton of stuff that I, so I feel like I already feel like this is the best game I played this year and I haven't even scratched the surface yet, you know? So I'm excited to keep going. I, sure. I think
0: I said in a previous episode it is the best game I've ever played and I keep pondering that thought and I think that may be true. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Well, solid year. That was our 2023 game of the year episode, and um, I really enjoyed just spending the whole time just dissecting every one of these, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, agreed. It's it was nice to not have to you know just mention it quickly, you know. So, yeah, all right.
0: Well, till next time, see you later. Happy uh 2024.
1: Yes, we're in it.